hello beautiful people welcome back to my podcast i'm so grateful to have you here and i cannot wait to share this one with you so before i start i'd love if you could leave me a review and also download this podcast um this one is all about coaching and the power of coaching and also about navigating a career and finding something that you love So today I'm joined by Emma Naylor and she's a coach, um, a career and business mentor and she supports women with strategy, clarity and guidance on career moves and business ventures. So this one's really exciting and I cannot wait for you to hear those. So let's jump straight into it. Hi, my name's Emma Naylor and I am a business mentor and career coach and I work with women who are looking to either get a promotion, get a pay rise in their career and really, really work to the next level within their career. Or I help them do a massive, massive 180 shift and start their own business. And a lot of women come to me because they come to this moment in their life where they go, what am I doing? Where is my career going? So I really work with them to deep dive into what is it that they want to do? What did they come here to actually do and really start turning their dreams into their reality as cliche as that sounds Mm. really really help them to define what it is that they want to do and actually take the steps to get there amazing amazing so what was the catalyst of you creating this business so I have always worked in kind of corporate and startup. So I really started my career in real estate, then real estate finance. And then I moved on to more of the boutique kind of funding side. And for me, I absolutely loved being a part of something that was growing. I absolutely loved working with the teams that I worked with. I really got thrown in the deep end when I was quite young at 24. I was given a team of eight to manage, to help them grow, to help them get to the next level and to really start producing those results. Um, I worked in sales with them. Mm. And the part that I absolutely loved about that role was getting them from A to B, was getting these graduates who kind of came into the company and had no idea how to even pick up a phone and really get them to build that confidence, to speak to people on the phone, to speak to clients on the phone, to really trust that they actually knew what they were doing, mm-hmm. as well as helping them to kind of get to that next level in their career and sort of navigate them within the business. And it really turned into me constantly going to new companies, kind of implementing this, you know, speaking to the team, helping with the strategy, working quite closely with CEOs um, to kind of put the strategy in place more on the people side, help them grow. And then I would kind of find this feeling of I'm a little bit bored. I kind of feel like what I've done is here. And it always frustrated me how I was helping someone else grow their business. Mm -hmm. It always frustrated me how I was sort of knowing that I had a cap on how much I could earn. I had a cap on how much impact I could make. There was only really so much, there's only so much responsibility I really had because fundamentally it was the owners and the CEOs. And it wasn't until the sort of pandemic when everything was kind of stripped away And it really made me look internally and say, well, what is it that I really, really want? What is it that makes me really happy? Because I think for a lot of us, the roles that we had, you know, we had nice offices, we had nice team meetings, we got to work closely with the CEOs, we got to do lunches and dinners and all of these things. And I think when the pandemic hit, Mm. everything kind of got stripped back and fundamentally we got left with the core of our job. And 
since the beginning of the pandemic until now, I actually had four jobs. I actually, and I'm not ashamed to admit that now I was, but I started a new job at the beginning of the pandemic. I was at a Fortune 500 company. I had such a clear path of where I wanted to go. And I realized about six months in, I was like, this is not for me. So I switched again, went to a startup, absolutely loved it, took on two big sales teams, absolutely loved it, did my role, quit there, started another company. And it wasn't until I was in my last company, which was actually in the coaching industry, that I said, you know what, Emma, enough is enough. Like you have wanted to do your thing for so long. You are the person who is the advice giver, the one that everyone comes to when they need something. So I realized actually there is no better time now than to take that leap and just do it. So I went into the office after I'd signed up for a course, signed up for a accreditation. I went in this time last year and went to my boss and said, I know I've only been here two months, but actually this is not for me and I'm going to go start my own coaching company. And he turned around to me and said, I knew you were going to do that because I could see your passion and your drive, not in my business, but when you were on your podcast, when you were showing up on social media. Um, so yeah, I really, really took the leap and I realized that there are so many other women out there who are constantly bouncing between jobs, feeling like they don't fit in, feeling like they haven't found their purpose found what they want to do in life and actually it's because they have this drive and this burning desire to create something for themselves but they don't know what that is and that's kind of where I came in and thought if I'm in this situation I know that there are a lot of late 20s early 30s females who are going I want to change but I don't know how that looks so that for me it was really, really born from kind of a place of passion and a place of needing, because that's what I needed. So I wanted to become the person that I needed all those years ago to help me figure out, you know, what I came here to do. Yeah, wow, I love that story. No, it's, it, it's and it's one of those things that's so, I always say this to my clients, I always say when you start a business, it has to come from a place of passion and it has to come from a place of of really understanding why you're starting something. I think so many people start businesses just for the money. Mm. Don't get me wrong, you know, you you don't you don't want to start a business where you're not going to make money. But having that real fire and that drive in you because of something you've been through or something that's so passionate to you, it really translates when you're speaking to your clients because you're coming from a place of understanding of having been in their shoes yeah. however many years ago and for me it's not that long ago for me it's a year ago and it is crazy to think that my life was so differently was so different a year ago because I was so scared mm. to take that leap and now I look back at my life and I think I'm making more money than I ever did in any of my other jobs. I'm hitting, you know, certain amount of money a month that I only ever dreamed possible. Mm -hmm. I'm getting to work with the clients I absolutely love. I know that I'm changing people's lives, but I could have been exactly where I was a year ago if I hadn't taken that leap. Um, so yeah, I just know that I know how important it is to take that leap, but so many people don't have that support or that, that understanding of why it's so important or they talk themselves out of things so for me it was such a big reason to to, to work in this industry to mm. show women that it, it is possible to get what you want but you have to take leaps you have to take risks you have to be willing to go to the next level and be uncomfortable mm. and I think that's what people find hard as well yes with that I, getting uncomfortable it, it, it is uncomfortable isn't it and that's 
that's the whole thing it feels it feels like really horrible inside but I think when you start to feel that you just need to really just take the courage inside you to step through it although it is so much easier said than done isn't it absolutely and I think there's something to be said around and I'm I'm sure you've heard this and I'm sure all the listeners have heard this is feeling the fear and just doing it anyway but also honoring the fact that it is uncomfortable yeah so often we try and bypass that uncomfortable feeling we try and go over it rather than actually going through it and unfortunately what happens is we just kind of sweep it under the rug and then when we when we feel uncomfortable in the future all of that comes back and every time we get to the next level or every time we invest in ourselves or every time we take the risk we are going to feel uncomfortable again if we haven't given ourselves the tools and the strategies to deal with it we're never ever going to be able to overcome that that uncomfortable feeling Mm. because we're constantly going to be sweeping it under the rug and it does manifest in different ways it manifests in that feeling of not being good enough and the self-sabotage and the limiting beliefs but actually we need to sit there in that uncomfortable energy and that uncomfort and go it's okay to feel like this I've never done this before and really honoring that space for ourselves rather than just trying to bypass it because unfortunately there is no quick way to bypass being uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah, it is it's difficult, isn't it? Let's talk about coaching. So I'm sure some people might not even know what coaching is, yeah. but what is coaching and what is the importance of coaching? So I always kind of define coaching and therapy kind of side by side so I always say that therapy is kind of looking back Mm. and really kind of deep diving and looking at the root cause of things really overcoming the stuff that's happened in the past and that is sort of where it sits and it's very very important to distinguish the difference with Mm. coaching which is more yes looking back at the past but less for me from an emotional perspective more from a factual perspective and being able to move forward and implement things to move forward. There's a really big difference between the two. And as a coach, it's so important to be able to distinguish between the Mm. two and understand the boundaries. But coaching is for people who are wanting to get to that next level or wanting to overcome something or wanting to push forward but constantly feel like there's blocks or feel like there's gaps or exactly as you said kind of feeling that uncomfortableness and that fear but still wanting to push forward but knowing that they need a little bit more support and as both you and I know coaching does allow you to get to that next level it does allow you to reach those places that you didn't think possible with the support of someone else who's either done it or is in the process of doing it and is slightly further ahead than you it's really important to kind of understand the differences between those two Mm. and I think as a coach it's really important you don't have to be so far ahead but you do need to be at least a few steps ahead in order to coach them and like either have experienced that or have like a lot of knowledge around it and I feel like with my clients what works really well is the things that they're going through is things that I have previously struggled with in the past so I know exactly how they're feeling I know exactly what's on their mind it's like it's weird it's like kind of looking at a past version of yourself um so you just you know the right questions to ask them and then the things that the answers they come out with is just like it's so beautiful they're finally uncovering these parts of themselves that have been built up 
throughout their whole life and they're just coming back to that true version of themselves and that capability yeah and I think it's so easy to forget that that was once us yeah and exactly as you said sometimes it's really almost like when you're working with specific clients it is like looking back at yourself kind of in the mirror however many years ago or months ago and that's something that's so important is when you are working with a coach have they done what you want to do? Have you seen, you know, I see a lot of people wanting to work with kind of these, you know, six and seven figure coaches. Have they built as, have they scaled a six and seven figure business? You know, what do they have that you know that they can support you in getting there? And it's really, really important to be going with a coach for the right reasons. And as you said, when you're working with those clients, having those kind of breakthrough and light bulb moments, knowing that however long ago you had those it's so nice to hold that space because you're giving them something that they weren't able to give themselves and you're really holding a space that allows them to feel safe and many people who come to coaching had never had that space that they felt safe enough to share to open up to really be vulnerable and I always see it as when someone invites me into their journey, I always see it as such an honor that they're allowing me to be even a small part of their journey, whether it be 12 weeks, you know, four months, six months, whatever it is. I always feel really honored that they're allowing me to share this space with them to be vulnerable and be honest and share things that they may never have shared with people Mm. before. Um, And it's so beautiful to really be a part of that journey. Yeah, totally. And I feel like with coaching as well, obviously our clients can speak to their friends and family about stuff but no one has ever held that space for them for that hour just to dive deep into just them because you know a conversation with your friend is like back and forth a bit about you a bit about you sometimes more about them it's just like okay like I'm not even really feeling like I'm getting stuff off my chest or being understood here but when you're being coached by someone they're holding that space just for you to be vulnerable to be raw to be honest about where you are now and where you want to be in the future. And that I think resonates, yeah. having that space is just, is super, super powerful along with holding that, holding them accountable through those weeks, having that messenger support, like it's just insane. Cause like no one's ever experienced that before in the past. Like no one's ever been able to open up like that before and no one's ever asked them those right questions at the right time that resonates so much because and it probably does with you as well from the conversations that we've had but I was always the friend that people came to yeah I was always the one that people would call crying they've broken up with someone they want to quit their job I've had friends literally call me and say and I can't make this decision until I speak to you and I feel so honored that they feel that way about me. But what I often found was that I was the strong one and I was the one that didn't need the support. Mm. And what was really interesting is when I first went to coaching, yes, I'd been to therapy and I'd, I'd worked through a lot of that. But what I found in coaching, it was, what are your goals? What are your views? What do you want? And I'd spent so long working with other people on other people. I think this is where I really kind of lost my way in my career a little bit because I was so focused on getting my teams to certain places, to working with them, to kind of helping others. I never really sat back and went, well, what do I want? Where do I want to be in business? And I really do believe that's one of the reasons that I didn't stay in businesses for so long because I felt like my job there was done because I never really had the time to take a step back. And it wasn't until I really went into coaching that I realized, wow, I want to have goals. I can have 
things that I want to achieve. It's not just about my friends or my clients all of the time or, or the people that I'm, that I'm working with, you know, in my sales teams and having that space to be vulnerable. And as you said, it's all about you. It's all about you. And I have no emotional relationship with my clients in the sense they are complete strangers when they come to me and build a relationship. But when they're talking about certain friends and bosses and things, I don't know those bosses. I don't know those friends. I don't make an assumption on how I think that person would react because I don't know any of them. Whereas with a friend, when someone says, oh, so-and-so has done this, you go, well, I know them and they might be in a bad mood or I know they're really stressed or I know they're having a bad time at home or whatever it is. We make those kind of excuses and we want everything to be okay. Whereas in the coaching world, you know your client, you don't know anyone that they're really talking about or any specifics. You only know what they're sharing with you. And it's your place as a coach to not get emotionally involved and really be able to hold that space. And exactly as you said, ask the right questions, you know, guide them to where they need to get to to support them, not giving them the advice like a friend or family member yeah, would. And yeah. that's another difference is it's not advice, it's the questions, it's coaching. It's very, very different. It's so different. And it, as a coach, you do have to come from that space of that, that non-judgmental. Yeah. That's such so key in coaching. I feel like when you, there's so many boundaries you need to set in terms of coaching and that client coach relationship, like you are building that relationship, but it's not really like a friendship. It's like, you need to have that sort of like here and here in a way just to have that coaching dynamic. That's really important. And it's hard because you spend so much time yeah. with these people. You spend so much time with your clients. You know, as I said, some of my clients I've been working with for six months, I know everything about them. I know the insides and outsides of, of their life, of their personal life, of their business life. Some of them we've like birthed new business ideas. So I've been there since day one. Some of them have gone through breakups, have started dating again. So you really, really do get so involved, but it's about understanding that it is, you know, a client, a client relationship, not a friend relationship. And it's really striking the balance between not going in really corporate, being warm and friendly, but also being able to determine where are the boundaries that you need to set. And only you as a coach can set those. Mm. And it's up to us who are holding that space to make sure that we do set those boundaries, not for the client to set those boundaries. It's up to us to make sure that they don't cross them. And if they are crossed, for us to feel comfortable enough to voice them. Mm. What would your advice be to people? Um, do you just coach women, by the way, or do you coach men as well? It's a really interesting question. So I have coached both men and women. I feel that my journey and story resonates more with women as a woman in business and as a woman starting her own company. But absolutely, I will and have worked with men. Uh, it's really interesting to, to, to see the kind of calls I get. So when most of the men that I worked with have very much been kind of in their feminine energy, they've been more in their feminine rather than in their masculine. So it's really interesting to see the kind of male clients that I get but majority of my clients are female yes and mm. um, what would your advice be then to men and women who consider coaching want to be coached but they're just like there's something holding them back like what do they kind of need to work through and what excuses do they need to work through to kind of step up if they know in their mind that it could actually really help them 
It's a great question because there are so many different reasons that people will not get coaching. Um, I think the biggest objection that we sort of come across as coaches is the financial investment. The coaching industry has recently really taken off and become super popular. It used to very much be like life coaching for celebrities kind of living in LA. And it's very much become kind of much more mainstream over the last few years, especially during the pandemic. I think for anyone who's considering getting a coach, it's important to understand why you're considering mm. getting a coach. Um, a lot of people will say I want to get a coach and then something will stop them. The belief of, am I worthy of investing in myself? Do I have enough time? Is it too much of a commitment? Can it actually help me? Mm. And my advice for anyone who's kind of on the edge is speak to a coach that you believe is matched with you. So all of the clients that I've spoken with on clarity calls have come to me for a certain reason. They've seen something that resonates. They've seen something in my journey. They've seen something I've posted, whatever it is, they've seen something that's resonated with them. Find a coach that you resonate with and have a clarity for them, have a chat with them. I know so many people go, well, I feel bad getting on a call. You have to get on a call with someone to see if they're a right fit for you or if they're the right coach that's actually gonna take you from A to B. What I would also do in that session is be as honest as you can and understand what are the blocks? Is it the financial investment? Is it the time investment? Is it the fear that if this doesn't work, this is kind of your last option? I've heard so many people saying, I'm scared to get a coach because I'm worried that if it doesn't work, then I have nothing left. And that's such a mindset shift that mm. needs to happen before that. But I would definitely understand why is it that you want to to get a coach because there's obviously a feeling inside you that's like I need more support and more help and really just surrendering to the fact that yes you're going to have to invest money and time and energy but the reward is so much greater but until you're at the side it's so difficult to see what that reward is and you know you can see around you that the coaching industry is absolutely booming. It's working for a reason. People are getting results from it. So it's really understanding where that place of lack is coming from and where that place of self-sabotage, if it is that, where that is coming from. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I do have a lot of women who I'm in conversation with that I know that I could, I could literally change their whole life. You know, when you know that you hold that value in your coaching and you probably feel it too, you know, you can help someone but then they just have to want it for themselves as well, in a way. Yeah, you really have to want it yourself. And, you know, you can get on a clarity call with a client and you can sell them, sell them, sell them, tell them all the benefits, show them all the testimonials in the world. But if they're not ready to make that commitment, they're not ready to take that, make that commitment. And it's really important that when you do make this commitment to yourself, that you are ready. There's always going to be a feeling of being a little bit anxious or feeling like, oh my God, this is a huge investment. But actually, you really have to be sure that this is what you want to do. And a lot of people let that feeling of not being sure be that real signpost saying, no, I don't want to do mm. this. It's fine. It's finding that fine line between going, am I a bit anxious because I've never done something like this before? Or does it feel completely off and I shouldn't be doing this? Yeah. So it's definitely figuring out what, what works for you and also really listening to your intuition. I think as a society, we don't listen to our intuition enough. We don't listen to our gut enough. And for anyone who has ever thought, oh, intuition this, gut feeling that, think back about 
a time where you met someone and you thought, oh, there's something off about them. And then it turned out to be true. That's your intuition and your gut telling you something, trying to warn you. So we really do need to listen to that a little bit more. And for anyone who is wondering how to tap into that, it's just really quieting that quieting that voice in your head and really just trying to sit there and feel what you're feeling and just accept that that's how you're feeling rather than trying to make excuses left, left right and center about why you shouldn't do something. It's sitting there and thinking, is this coming from a place of lack of scarcity or is it coming from a place of it actually doesn't mm. sit well and my intuition is telling me not to do it? Yeah, I think we all know the answers deep within us. Yeah. It's just all about quieting the environment also quieting the mind quieting the mind is just fundamentally such an important part to be able to do in our day-to-day lives and i think now more so than ever it's so difficult with us always constantly having our minds going with laptops and phones and instagram and tiktok and all of these things a lot we don't get these moments of quiet that often because we're constantly being stimulated and we want that stimulation constantly that when we have these moments of downtime, we feel like we need to fill them with something. Mm. We feel like we constantly have to be doing things when actually just having 10 minutes of doing nothing and sitting in silence is so powerful. But there's probably people listening to this and thinking, I cannot remember the last time I sat there for 10 minutes and just did nothing. Mm. It's crazy. The power of meditation as well is, is super good. It's just being able to detach from that everyday life, being able to detach from all of the anxieties and everything that's coming up from you, for you and really being able to not just have moments of quiet in the morning or in the evening. It's really being able to have those moments of quiet throughout the day when things are getting too much being able to take a step away and going for a 10 minute walk without our phone, being able to listen to meditation music for 10 minutes. And mm. I often hear people saying, I can't meditate. I can't do this. There's no right or wrong way. If your level of meditation right now is just having some calming, relaxing music on for 10 minutes, then so be it. That's where you have to start. But so many of us go, well, I can't meditate. I can't quiet my, the noise down in my head. I'm just not going to bother. But we all have to start somewhere. And the best place is just to take that action. Even if it's putting your phone down for two minutes and just sitting there in silence, that's the first step that you need to take. Mm, definitely. I feel like we always strive for the need to be perfect. And a lot of my clients come to me and say, I'm just a perfectionist, but you need to get over that perfectionism because it's just going to hurt yeah. you further down the line. I think small steps of imperfect action is the key. Absolutely. And it's something I say to every single client I speak to or any single person that comes to me and says, how did you scale your coaching business in such a short amount of time? How have you done this? How have you done that? And I say just imperfect action. When I launched my first group coaching program, it wasn't, no, sorry, my first one-to-one program. It wasn't where I wanted it to be. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't exactly where I wanted it to be. The price wasn't at the, at the point where I wanted to, but I knew I had to do it to start building, getting clients, learning from the things that work, learning from the things that didn't work. You know, when you first launch anything or first do anything, you're not amazing at it straight away, but it takes that first step to do it. And I always say this is the, once you do something for the first time, you never have to do it for the first time ever again, because you've done it. 
So it's like a run. If you want to become a runner, you've got to do your first run. That's always the hardest one. But once you've done that, you never have to do your first run ever again because you've already done it. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with everything that you're doing. It's really about taking that first step and the rest of the path is going to pave the way. But you have you have to be in control of taking that first step because you can have a coach and you can have a PT and you can have a nutritionist. You can have all of these things, but fundamentally no one's going to do the run for you. No one's going to do the work for you. No one's going to take the cake out of your hands. If you've got a nutritionist and you're trying not to eat sugar or whatever it is, you can have all the tools, but you have to be the one to implement and take that first step. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. No, I've loved being on here. And I think that, you know, this industry is booming and growing. And it's so nice to see so many people finally investing in coaching and really seeing the benefits of it. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no worries at all. Like, I feel like this episode was really unique. I've not actually probably had a conversation about coaching with a coach. And then also I'm starting out in my coaching career. So it was really, really nice to hear your perspective and hear your story. Thank you. No, I absolutely loved it. And as you said, you know, whenever you're starting out in something new, it's always really important to have these really candid, open conversations because, you know, we're, we're in such a world where podcasts are curated to sound a certain way, for social media to look a certain way, but just having these really honest and open conversations, I think it's really important. Yeah, definitely. Like all my podcast episodes are like unedited, literally just. I love that. I love that. And that's just what I want that authenticity to come out. And like, that's just, I think it's really, really important to just have that rawness yeah absolutely yeah okay thank you so much for coming on um I'll put all your um details in the description so if anyone does want to reach out to Emma and she has so much stuff going on lots of freebies so yeah I'll put all your details in the description um for anyone to head over to your page because I know that a few people probably will perfect thank you Maurice bye bye